Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Active Towns podcast, conversations about creating a culture of activity. I'm John Zimmerman, founder of the Active Towns Initiative and your honored host during this podcast journey. Today is December 31st, 2020, and this is episode number 53, our wrap up to the year and season one of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's always wonderful to have you along for the ride. I thought it would be appropriate to pause for a few reflections and observations about this first season. First, I'd like to extend my sincere gratitude to the 58 individuals who agreed to join me for a conversation about creating a culture of activity and share with you, the audience, their personal stories, experiences, and efforts. The interviews featured a diversity of voices and perspectives from across North America, the Netherlands, and even Seville, Spain. I'm humbled and honored that you all took the time to share your thoughts. Thank you all so very much. To date, there have been nearly 8,000 episode downloads with an audience which spans the globe. Some common themes that emerged during our season one discussions include safer streets for everyone, all ages and abilities, and specifically the enhanced awareness of this need in cities worldwide. Naturally, the devastating impacts of the coronavirus pandemic was a common thread throughout most of the episodes, as was the issue of equity, decades of underinvestment in and mistreatment of communities of color have resulted in vast disparities, including in health and activity levels. Our activity assets, be they parks, pools, or protected bike lanes, are only considered safe and inviting all ages and abilities facilities when they are welcoming to everyone. The need for policy reforms in land use, parking, and transportation funding in order to better create and sustain people-oriented places within our communities. The global acceleration in using temporary installations, tactical urbanism, if you will, and formal pilot projects. The sense of empowerment and freedom provided by the emergence of accessible electric assist cycle technology and how adding a healthy dose of adventure and exploration can help to keep a culture of activity alive in our communities and in our lives. Season two will no doubt expand upon many of these themes while also diving deeper into what it takes to create and sustain a culture of activity within our communities. My personal goal and commitment to y'all is to produce at least one audio episode per week and one video episode per month. And speaking of video, if you haven't already done so, please be sure to check out our four visually rich episodes already out there on the Active Towns YouTube channel. By the way, as we head into season two, please let me know if you have any suggestions on future topics or guests, including whether you'd like to hear more from any of our past interviewees. My email is john, that's J-O-H-N, at activetowns, that's plural, dot O-R-G. Also, if you haven't already done so, please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the Active Towns podcast on your preferred listening platform. The feedback is much appreciated and it helps us to grow the audience. And finally, I wanna send a sincere thank you out to our generous donors, sponsors, and monthly patrons on our Patreon page. I simply could not produce this content and keep the Active Towns initiative going without your amazing support. To learn how you too can make a huge difference in helping to support my efforts, please head over to the website at activetowns.org and simply click on the donate link in the top right corner of the page. For your convenience, I've included this direct link in the show notes. 
thank you all so very much for tuning in to this episode and throughout season one. I certainly hope you've enjoyed and benefited from listening to these episodes as much as I have in producing them. Well, that's all for episode number 53 and our first season. We'll see you on the other side in 2021 for season two of the Active Towns podcast, conversations about creating a culture of activity. Until then, this is John signing off by wishing you much activity, health, and happiness. Cheers. Oh, hi, you're still here? Well, in that case, I'm going to assume that you may have missed an episode or two. So here's my quick rundown of them all from 1 to 52. Enjoy. Technically, I kicked off season one with an intro to the podcast and the Active Towns Initiative. It's a shorty, but worth the listen. In the first episode, we hear from Hayden Blackwalker, an Austin-based planner and walkable places advocate, reflecting on her recent European trip and some of the livability lessons we can apply here in North America. In our second episode, we welcome Preston Tyree, a longtime supporter of the Active Towns Initiative and a tireless advocate of safer cycling for all ages and abilities. We talk about his growing older podcast, his activity-friendly neighborhood, and the empowerment provided by Electric Assist Adult Tricycles. In episode three, Darcy Kitching of Boulder, Colorado, talks about how walking and cycling can help people reconnect with their communities. Darcy is truly a force of nature as an activity ambassador, so this episode is not to be missed. Speaking of a force of nature, in episode number four, we catch up with Trini Willerton with the It Could Be Me initiative, a positive Safer Streets effort that is quickly spreading around the globe give it a listen, and get involved. In our fifth episode, we get an update from Katie DiOyos on a walking initiative she's coordinating for AARP in Austin, Texas, a program that's just begging to be duplicated across North America when this terrible pandemic subsides. Next, we hear from Matthias Elenfeld with Womb Bikes, a primarily direct-to-consumer bicycle company for children with an amazing dedication to sustainability and inspiring lifelong riding. In episode number seven, we catch up with the get-out-there guy himself, Mr. Ryan Panduzer of YouTube fame and Boulder, Colorado. Ryan is a good friend and supporter of the Active Towns Initiative and an activity ambassador extraordinaire. This episode is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. The eighth episode features Austin's very own Jim Wick, the man behind Move ATX and many other Livable Places initiatives. We cover a lot of ground in this conversation, but ultimately it's a positive message about how Austin is rolling forward to a brighter future where more people will be able to walk, bike, and take transit to meaningful destinations more often. Speaking of a brighter future for Austin and the rest of North America, In episode number nine, we have a discussion with Chris Riley of Bike Austin and Adam Greenfield of Walk Austin about active mobility and safer streets that will certainly resonate across North America and around the globe. And in our 10th episode, I speak with Victor Dober and Rafael Clemente about an amazing Main Street transformation that is currently taking place in West Palm Beach, Florida. 
I had a chance to experience the changes of Clematis Street firsthand before the lockdown, and I snapped a few photos which are featured on the landing page of this episode out on our website for you to check out. Next, for episode number 11, we go overseas to Delft in the Netherlands for a conversation with Chris Bruntlett with the Dutch Cycling Embassy about his family's move from Vancouver, BC to the Netherlands, the global response to the pandemic, and how his children are adjusting and, in fact, thriving in their cycling-friendly environment. In episode number 12, we catch up with Mike Leiden, co-author of the book Tactical Urbanism and co-founder of the consulting firm, Street Plans. This episode was released in April, so it's relatively early in the pandemic, yet the trends and reactions globally were quite astounding. And it's not a surprise that this was one of the most listened to episodes all year. Speaking of a fan favorite, episode number 13 featured Chuck Marone of Strong Towns in a detailed discussion about the movement he launched, his fabulous must-read book of the same name, and how we all can make a difference in our own neighborhoods. If you're unfamiliar with Chuck and or Strong Towns, this is a wonderful primer. In episode number 14, I have a detailed discussion about city building with Mark Nikita, who, as an elected official, as a current city commissioner and former mayor in Birmingham, Michigan, a practicing architect, the founder of the firm Archive DS, and a prolific international traveler, provides a refreshing practical perspective on building cities for people. Up next in episode 15, we catch up with Kia Wilson of Streets Blog USA, who was sheltering in place in St. Louis, Missouri. We talk about safer streets naturally, but also her passion for writing, she's a novelist, and affordable housing. Speaking of authors, in episode number 16, I'm honored to welcome Peter Norton, who penned the classic book Fighting Traffic, which chronicles the history of our roadways from the earliest days when the automobile first started to emerge. We have a fascinating discussion about current times and how they relate to our past experiences. In episode 17, I'm delighted to welcome a dear friend, Lynn Richards, president and CEO of the Congress for the New Urbanism, also known simply as CNU, for a discussion about creating places people love. After that, we welcome an active member of CNU in Dallas, Amanda Popkin, to talk about some of her recent pop-up installations and how we can inspire vibrancy in our communities. Then in episode 19, our guest is Jeff Wood of the Overhead Wire, an incredibly helpful daily news service, and the Talking Headways podcast. Jeff and I talk about his background, his firm services, and how San Francisco is handling the pandemic, and the trends he's monitoring from around the world. To round out the first 20 episodes, we have a chat with Los Angeles-based journalist Alyssa Walker about walking in LA, the impacts of the pandemic on transit and transportation, bike share, architecture, and much more. In episode 21, we have a discussion with Dom Nazi and Maggie Wattups about the transformative experience of moving to a walkable and bikeable neighborhood, as well as how international travel has introduced purposeful cycling into their lives. Speaking of travel, in episode 22, Holly Bennett shares how she manages a life of world exploration and provides some practical tips for active mobility and leading an active lifestyle. In episode 23, Kevin Shepard of Verdunity in the Dallas area talks about cultivating community through fiscally informed planning 
engineering, and community engagement. Then I have a discussion with Jennifer Baird, a lifelong friend and serial startup CEO entrepreneur, about the role physical activity plays in running a high potential company, including locating in a walkable, bikeable, vibrant downtown location. In episode 25, we travel virtually again to Colorado for a discussion with Jill Locantori, executive director of the Denver Streets Partnership, about creating safer streets for everyone. Then in episode 26, I am honored to chat with Roshan Austin, executive director of The Works, a community development corporation in South Memphis, Tennessee, and their commitment to rebuild, restore, renew the communities they serve through a variety of programs and initiatives, including the South Memphis Glide Ride, which I was fortunate enough to experience personally a couple years ago. In episode 27, we talk shared paths with Graham Hill of Boulder, Colorado, an initiative that provides stewardship support for Boulder's amazing multi-use paths through a network of passionate volunteers. Next, we stay in Boulder for a conversation with another amazing activity ambassador, former professional triathlete, Ironman champion, and entrepreneur, Nicole DeBoom. We talk about her career as a triathlete and, and owner of an athletic apparel company, as well as her nonprofit, Running Start, and her fantastic podcast, Run This World. After that, we return to Austin for episode number 29 and a discussion with Curtis Rogers of Parkade about induced man, car, and bicycle parking innovations, as well as creating healthy streets during a pandemic. Then we round out our first 30 episodes with a session with the transportation psychologist, Brian Jones. I promise it's good fun and welcome therapy. In episode 31, we head to the beach for a conversation with community member Janelle Ness about her personal challenge to explore every street in Laguna Beach and hopefully inspire others to do the same in their communities. For episode number 32, I catch up with another lifelong friend, Suzanne Minji, who also happens to be an amazing, inspiring soul. Be sure to check it out. After that, we headed up to Victoria, BC to have a virtual visit with Todd Littman for an in-depth discussion about the future of transportation. And here's a hint, it's not all about technological solutions. Then in episode 34, I talk with Kyle Wagenschutz and Sarah Studdard of the local innovations team at the People for Bikes Foundation about their efforts to help cities get more people riding more often. In episode 35, we head to Utah for a chat with Mike Christensen, a passionate urbanist and transit advocate about his efforts to expand train travel in the state and his experience being nearly car-free in a car-centric city. For episode 35, I talk with Charles Brown of Rutgers University about the inequities inherent in our transportation networks, the simple joys of riding a bike, and what we can all do to make a positive difference in our communities. Then in episode 37, we check in with Bill Nesper, Executive Director of the League of American Bicyclists, for a discussion about cycling in the United States and how communities, businesses, and universities are striving to become more bike-friendly. After that, during episode 38, we have a discussion with Commissioner Rodney Ellis and Fernando Martinez of Harris County in Houston, Texas, about the amazing transformation underway to create a culture of activity and get more people riding more often in Houston. In episode 39, I have a delightful discussion with Manuel Calvo in Seville, Spain, about their amazing bicycle network, Quick Build Initiative, which took place during our last economic recession 
and new developments in store due to the pandemic and shifting politics. Then for episode 40, we welcome Cade Benfield for a delightful discussion about creating and sustaining lovable places and people habitats, which also happens to be the name of his amazing book. For episode 41, we head back to Denver for a discussion with Brad Appel about his amazing nonprofit, A Wish for Wheels, which gets bikes into the hands of kids in underserved communities. After that, in episode 42, we check in with Leonard Zinn for a discussion about the power of the electric assist bike technology to bring joy back into riding once again. It's a personal yet universal story you won't want to miss. In episode 43, the parking guru himself, Donald Shoup, joins us for a fascinating conversation about the high cost of free parking and how it impacts our ability to create a culture of activity. Then in episode 44, we welcome back Ryan Van Duzer once again for a special video recording to launch our YouTube channel. We focus much of our attention on his recent bikepacking excursions that he was able to work in while carefully navigating coronavirus restrictions. If you haven't seen the video episode, I highly encourage you to do so, as it is rich in video clips from Ryan's own amazing channel. For episode 45, we return to the Safer Streets narrative with Angie Schmidt, author of the recently released book, Reclaiming the Right-of-Way. We talk about what can be done to reverse the disturbing trend of pedestrian fatalities. In episode 46, we return to the dual format of audio and video in a discussion with Austin-based journalist Pamela LeBlanc. Pam is famous for being up for pretty much any challenge, so you won't want to miss this visually rich video episode. Then, for episode 47, we return to the Netherlands for an in-depth, human-scaled accessibility discussion with Meredith Glazer, a researcher at the University of Amsterdam's Urban Cycling Institute. She also shares what it was like for a native Californian adjusting to Dutch life. After that, for episode 48, we feature our third video offering and a discussion with Frank Peters about the COVID-inspired car-free Main Street that was created by the city of Santa Barbara, California, and how the community showed up on bikes. In episode 49, I have a conversation with Matt Pender and Justin Jones about the Dutch concept or street design known as the Fietstraat, or Bicycle Priority Street and how North American cities can appropriately adapt these infrastructure designs to create all ages and abilities cycle networks. Then, for episode 50, I was honored to have Mike McGinn, former mayor of Seattle and current executive director of America Walks, as a guest to discuss how he got engaged in community advocacy, how America Walks can help support cities, and the impacts of the pandemic. In episode 51, veteran podcaster Andy Baino of Richmond, Virginia, joins me for a discussion about the role that storytelling, marketing principles, and persuasion play in creating more people-oriented places. Then, we finish off this crazy year that is 2020 and season 1 with episode 52, another video and audio combination featuring Safer Streets advocate and activist extraordinaire Jonathan Furtick. We talk about many of his street interventions in Boston, his explorations of his new home in Colorado, and activities in Denver. The video version includes a plethora of his amazing still photography, so don't miss it.
Again, the video episodes can be accessed by either our website, activetowns.org, and clicking on the episode landing pages, or head directly to YouTube, search and subscribe to the Active Towns channel, and click on the video you'd like to see. Well, that's it for 2020. We'll talk again in 2021 and season two of the Active Towns podcast. Cheers.